Hey folks, this is Anirudh. Welcome to my podcast, Talk of Thought. In this episode, I got one and only Khalil Ullah Khan. He's a 21-year-old dude who is a freelancer, author, medical student, and a coach. And I know, right? Like it sounds crazy. There's many things at 21. It is insane. And so does the story and the mindset of this gentleman. And in this podcast, we just didn't talk about money, but also a lot of other stuff. And I'm sure you will enjoy the show. It's going to start right about. Hey, Khalil, welcome to the podcast, man. Been looking forward for this conversation for a long time. Hey, Anirudh. Hey, thank you so much for having me, buddy. Yeah, dude. Dude, you know, I was just thinking how to get started because you've been doing a lot of stuff. Like you're a freelancer, you're a medical student and you wrote a book. How to become a freelance writer so i've been thinking like what to ask so i thought why don't we start the journey from the stage when it got started so when did you start uh, freelancing or like what is your background before you started off yeah so um basically i belong to lahore basically i i live in pakistan lahore and uh, from a relatively middle class family i'd say uh, not crazy rich but not we we had all basic necessities in life uh, so that was that was something that kind of i feel like people say you know when people are talking about their life and all they kind of make it sound like somehow every success story is like people coming from nothing but i i think that's kind of like um unfair to a lot of people so um yeah i i think we had a relatively okay life all basic necessities were met um and uh, so yeah, I, I, I went to a good school, uh, got a good education, but I was always into uh, like extracurriculars and all. So even in school, like um, I, I used to be in student politics, not like the sort of politics about, you know, going out on the road, but like, you know, we had um, a student council and so I used to be uh, president or I used to be like a, the head boy or the deputy head boy or stuff like that. And so um, that's where it kind of what started me looking into kind of other avenues it's except the contemporary education kind of mindset as well so um you know by the time i was done with my matriculation which i'm not sure if if that's the same way in india as well but i mean 10th standard okay i was done with 10th standard so um i i had decided that i wanted to be a writer and the the realization really came to me at the at the time when I was just randomly reading a book because you know I've I've never read like really fast but I have read kind of all my life and so I mean I would read one book a month but I would still try to make sure I'm reading and so it's always been a hobby that I've kind of kept um, you know working on and building on so it was something like I was reading a book and and I thought like wow this is so powerful because I, I'm like I'm physically here but I mentally I'm, I'm like in another world and that's sure. really powerful and so um, that influence in a way was something that I really admired and I thought that you know I, I want to be able to do this and so I decided I wanted to become a writer so I mean right now I am um, a freelance content writer uh, I'm a blogger as well so I have my hmm. own blogs um, and then you know I, I do YouTube as well so I, I didn't know any of this at the time I didn't even know freelancing exists like yeah. I didn't even like somebody came to me and said freelancing I'd be like 
I, I, I don't know what it means, but it's free. That I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to put your skill in time. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the basic thing that I was going after, becoming a writer. And so I started doing my own research and I was like, okay, so I need to write a novel. And um, so I started writing a novel. And um, What was the novel about? The novel was like, it, it, it was, um, it's something that I'm actually really embarrassed about. So I've never, <laughs> I've never really shown it to anyone except like a few very close friends who were there at the time. Uh, but it's, on the internet somewhere so, <laughs> i'm going to get it <laughs> it is um, it was a le- it, it was like a very uh, kind of um, weird uh, gang slash uh, really messed up kind of dude you were at your 10th what do you expect yeah. yeah so i mean it was a very weird story yeah. Uh, with people dying halfway through <laughs> and the plot just randomly twists and changes to something completely different. But anyway, yeah. spoiler alert for anyone who finds it and <laughs> decides to read. So, uh, yeah, so that's something that I wrote. It's it's over 60,000 words long. So that was like a Dude. lot of work. And I wrote one chapter every, you know, few days. So I was very consistent with it throughout like hmm. the summer vacations. We have three month summer vacations here in Lahore. So great, man. Um, in those three months, I wrote the whole thing from basically A to Z. And uh, it, it ended up becoming like this 60,000 word novel. And I was like, okay, so what's the next step now? Now I just have to publish it. And once I publish it, it'll be out there and I'll be a writer. And so I, I never really thought, to be honest, because this is the conventional way to think about it. Yeah. I never really thought I'd make any money out of it because people were like, writers don't make money, which I mean is uh, like right now where I am in life, I'm like, what even? <laughs> but that was the conventional way to think about it. Yeah. Writers don't make money. And so uh, I just wanted to do it for the sake of doing it. Like it's a bucket list thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, to be able to publish a book. I, the, the book that I have right now, it's an ebook and it's like self-hosted. So anybody can download it absolutely for free. So it's not really a published book per se. So it's still something that is um, on my bucket list. So anyway, I, I decided to pitch it to publishers. And I did my research. I realized, okay, you have to kind of write this cover letter thingy, you have to send it to publishers and then publishers will get back to you. And I was like, okay, so, you know, max a week or two. And it turns out the minimum amount of time they need is three months and it can actually go up to two years. Like, you know, the big publishers, like the penguins and all, like they take two years to get back to you. That's absolutely insane. And then I started researching more about it and learning more about it. And I realized that you need an agent to be able to like even get into the doors with these big publishers. And uh, although I did get like one opportunity where the publisher was like, all right, we'll publish the book, but you need to pay. So then I was like, then what's the point of having a publisher? Point of having you. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you the publisher (laughs) then? Like, what do you keep your gut for? But uh, so, yeah, that wasn't going to work. But I realized at that point, uh, I realized one thing that uh, the reason why most publishers weren't taking my book was because I was this random 17 year old dude at the time. Not even seven. I think it was I was 16. Yeah, I was 16. 10th dude. Yeah, I guess 16. 
So, I mean, at that time, I was like, I'm 16. Um, I'm not even 18 right now. So I, I literally had to write on the manuscripts that my parents have given me express permission <laughs> to send this to you. Like that was part of the whole process. And um, I was here in Lahore and they are there in the US. So it really doesn't make any sense. And plus, I don't bring anything to the table. In order to be able to to market this thing, I need to create my own uh, kind of, you know, uh, personal brand yeah, that yeah, is true. marketable, that, you know, people know me and they want to read the stuff that I create. And so whenever I, I reach out to publishers, they always ask this thing, how will you be able to help us market this book? And I thought that having a following was yeah. an essential part of it. Um, so one thing led to another because this is like way different than what I am today but I think what I ended up being is a lot better than (laughs) than that although as I said I have some bucket list things like publishing the book so uh, I mean then I started to work on another project I was like okay so I will create a website Hmm. I haven't ever talked about this on on any other podcast before because uh, uh, the podcasts are usually like 20-30 minutes or something so this is like we have one hour <laughs> we have unlimited time dude you can talk whatever you want to yeah so um, I was like um, okay so I need to create a personal brand yeah so I, I created this website called um, actually I haven't ever told the website as well it's like an abandoned project but I created this website called knowthatyoucan.com, uh, which was supposed to be kind of like a motivational thing where Ooh. we write about self-help sort of stuff. Yeah. So Know That You Can was, was that project. And uh, I, I created that blog. That was the mm. first website for which I actually bought hosting and a domain and all. And so there was investment in, into it. At which time were you doing all this? Like this age? was, um, I think by now I was probably 18 or yeah, I, I'd say 18. I, I'm, I'm not really good with memory to be honest and, and ye- remembering years, but okay, okay. I, I'm more or less around 18 by now. Okay. Okay. So, you know, this is the first time I bought like a domain and a hosting and all and, and a lot of people were like, you know, don't spend money. Like what's the point of spending money? Why can't you just have a free website? I'm like, I'm, I need to do this properly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I bought the domain, bought the hosting yeah. uh, and, and started writing self-help kind of posts. Um, and it's it's no longer like I, I never continued with it. So the hosting and domain, they just expired. So I, I don't even know if the website exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Might just be that they converted it to like a WordPress domain. So it might be no that you can dot WordPress dot com mm-hmm. anyway. So I wrote like uh, three three blog posts on it. And I, I literally put my heart and soul into the project and um, it just didn't yield any results. Nobody got to it, nobody read it. And I was kind of sad because I, I was like, I'm putting in all this effort. I know I'm a good writer because the people that are, the very few people that are actually finding these blog posts could be like a friend or a friend of a friend. They do actually like it. They actually think it's pretty good, but it's just not reaching people and so I was like I've, I've kind of hit a dead end and I 
created a Facebook page and I was like, okay, I'll get some fans on the Facebook page and then those fans will go and read the blog. Mm -hmm. And I got like 2,000, 2,500 likes or something on the page. And and still like no traffic actually went over wait let me let me ask you a question the 2000 traffic that you got were they like your friends or uh, people that you don't know also came to that page no so so by this time i was like okay so i uh, i what i can do is i can create the page put some content on it and then i can boost the post to some people and so over here it's it's very easy to get likes uh, through boosting a Facebook page, at least it used to be that way. I haven't, I haven't been doing Facebook pages a lot anymore. I do have a Facebook page, but that's not like my primary focus. Okay. I usually focus on my private okay. group. But at that time, at least I, I think I didn't have to spend more than like a few hundred rupees hmm. to get these likes. Okay. So if they were really local, targeted, like the audience that is kind of here. Hmm. So uh, that worked out well for me and I was like okay so now this audience will go and read my blog Hmm. but round about that time if you've been into digital marketing you'd know Facebook kind of changed its algorithm and yeah man and it's suddenly external like moving traffic from Facebook to an external source was it just ended overnight you couldn't do it anymore and so nobody like I had these couple thousand likes on the page but nobody actually went and like when I say nobody like actually (laughs) nobody went and read it and so you know but by this time I I had realized that I am a good writer because you know I was going into competitions and all and participating there and so I was uh, in a lot of those competitions I used to you know most of those I didn't really win but I (laughs) would get sometimes like an honorable mention or something like that uh, and one or two I did get secured some sort of a position and so I was like I know I'm a good writer so uh, I, I started another venture I was like I will create this um, Facebook page where I will write anything for anyone hmm. like whoever wants to come and um, wants anything written just tell me explain to me what you want written and I'll write it and even by now, I, I didn't really know a lot about freelancing. And um, so I was basically trying to emulate kind of this freelancer life and freelancer mm. idea without actually knowing what it's called. Okay. And so a friend of mine saw it and, you know, um, he was like, this is basically freelancing this is what you call it and if you want to do this then you should you know maybe join a few freelancing Facebook groups and even today there are dozens and dozens of freelancing Facebook groups that you can join and they have like this whole community jobs are posted there mm-hmm. people ask questions people bounce ideas Dude, does that stuff. work like in the groups the because the competition would be more right like many people would be applying for it and all that stuff like does that help yeah, to that- get that does actually work that's where I started and that's what I am teaching to pretty much anyone who comes to me because here's the thing it it works and continues to work as long as you have kind of this basic understanding and some common sense of how people scam and so the the basic issue with these freelancing Facebook groups is that it is like you can't really there's no security basically so on freelancing websites like fiverr or upwork Mm. or freelancer like freelancer.com is not a good website 
uh, at least I haven't ever heard anything good about it. But Upwork or Fiverr or Guru, people, but all these freelancing websites, the major benefit that you get is that the platform is there for mediation. Mm. And so, you know, there's some sort of security there, although they will never back you as the freelancer yeah. and will always back the client because the client bring, brings in the money. But still, there's some sort of security there. But with freelancing Facebook groups, the security isn't there. So you kind of have to make sure that you, yeah. you look after your own security. Security in terms of being paid. Yeah. Like somebody could get the work and could potentially not pay you. Yeah. And so uh, I actually have a, a video on my channel which, is, uh, which kind of highlights the three uh, basic yeah. scams that people fall into when they start freelancing and cool. they pretty much cover everything but overall what you want to do is number one you want to make sure the profile is actually it, it looks like a real profile and if it's not a, a real profile is if it's a fake profile you'll know like you should know <laughs> like dude if you're like a young adult and on facebook you would know a fake profile when you see that's it. true and um you know that's the number one thing the number two thing is you want to make sure that you are paid before mm. you send the final draft yeah so it could either be like an advance payment or it could be that you send the work and then they you know you send a screenshot of the work not like the the file for example if you have to send the word file you could send a screenshot mm. and in the screenshot you could kind of like blur out the actual content and kind of encircle like this is the total word count that you requested and so once you clear the payment i'll send you the final word yeah. file and in my ex my experience that that works fine yeah. and i've been able to find some really amazing clients in fact i i found like not only local clients but i found a lot of really amazing international clients i found one in uk for for whom i actually ended up becoming the content manager in his company Whoa. so i mean that was like a big deal so yeah. i found some really good ones and a lot of you know fine ones on facebook oh. and the reason why i recommend it is because um, you kind of get this chance to be able to learn on a platform where people are not going to review you. So whenever you start, obviously you're starting with a new skill and um, you are going to make your own mistakes and you're eventually going to learn and grow from there. Yeah. But the issue is that on a freelancing website, like let's say Upwork, I'm top rated on Upwork uh, and I've, I've been top rated for over a year now. So like on Upwork if somebody once your work hmm. is done once your job is completed the client will give a review basically okay and and if you're just starting out and the review is messed up that's the end of your profile basically it's really hard to revive a very new profile that let, let's say you just had two jobs and one of them was one star yeah. and had a really bad review it's going to be really hard to revive the profile now and so what I say is just make sure that you are done with like the learning phase of your work before you move on to these freelancing websites because over yeah. here reviews are everything and uh, that's what i've been teaching to people a lot of people have actually uh, gone against that advice and they have started directly from upwork and directly from fiverr and they are really they're doing good some of them are like level two sellers on fiverr some of them are like top rated on upwork so it's not like a hard and fast rule yeah. but it's something that i would recommend anyways yeah. so that's that's what what was recommended to me as well <laughs> when i joined okay. the groups and um so i i started i discovered this new world and it's weird because these groups had thousands and thousands of people 
like even you you could go and check it out like there i'm dude i'm been in those groups i know how it goes you you go in there and you're <laughs> like whoa uh, and they're talking about these you know technical terms because whenever you're starting out you hear these yeah. terms thrown at you seo mm. you know i don't know web development and app Do- integration and I, i'm <laughs> like what the hell is happening <laughs> profession anyone can be like a writer and like approach and they join the group so i can understand the competition and like when you join this uh, pages the competition would be the similar right like same it would be yeah so so basically uh, about the competition i actually think because you have actually posted your own job post i i'd like to know your review yeah. actually recently uh, i think it's been a couple of months since i posted a youtube video and mm. it's titled something like Facebook groups are easy money, and uh, the idea is that you'll you'll read the title and then you'd be enraged because you're like, no, they are not easy money. <laughs> I was <laughs> enraged too. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go watch the video, and then hopefully, like I I, I come up with stats and yeah. tell you why it's easier than say yeah. a freelancing website like Upwork or Fiverr. That's and so the basic uh, the basic idea is that. on facebook there are a lot of wannabes mm. and there are there's this kind of apparent fluff that you can see on the front which kind of makes you feel scared that there are way too many huh. people doing this but actually when when it really comes down to people who are properly doing it there are very few people and so there's this process that whenever you are applying for a job you have to send like a job proposal and this is a this is a complete art in itself on how to write a job proposal you know on, on my channel there are like multiple videos just on this topics like 10 15 minute videos just on this topic in my oh. premium course we like have a a dedicated module just for the job proposal itself and so this is how important actually is but what most people would do is because they aren't really professionals as you said <laughs> they they would just you know message stuff like hey i can do this or hey uh, do you still need a writer or um hey should i send a sample or maybe they'll send a couple of samples in there which are also another important part of applying to a job but they mm-hmm. never really wrote a proper job proposal and so what you want to do is you want to learn how to write a job proposal or a cover letter whatever you want to call it it's the same thing uh, mm-hmm. you need to have samples which is very important Uh, and a lot of people are like how will we have samples if we're we are beginners and we haven't ever done anything like you can still write yeah you just need to come up with a topic and and write that's yeah. pretty much it like obviously you read blog posts as a, as a person you always read blog posts right like if you don't read blog posts okay you may have read something on the internet at any time so you're yeah. basically supposed to just emulate something of the kind it could basically be the same topic as the last blog post that you read yeah. but you need like a couple of samples to be able to send there mm. 
uh, and then uh, obviously the job proposal any with any past experience that yeah. you have if you don't that's okay but i mean you need to be able to think about like what can i say to this person yeah. that will increase my chances of getting hired and if say you're like i don't know what the hell i'm doing it could just simply be like hey i'm just starting out all i want from you is to give me a chance and i just want someone i i don't need a lot of money you could even like work for free for the first time that's okay as long as it's a good opportunity and you want to build your uh, oh. portfolio and all but you're like hey i charge really less as compared to the market because i'm just here to learn and so what you will will find in me is like a will to be able to uh, learn to grow from here and pick up really small things that you're liking that you're disliking and to be able to work on it and so this willingness and this adaptability kind of is something that a lot of employers are looking for especially ones that you know may not have that big a budget so they may actually go with with you yeah. and right now like if you're just starting out all you need is like trust me all you need is the first one or two jobs mm. the first one or two people once they take a chance on you everything else will flow into into place that's true man. so so i mean that is the that is why i think like facebook groups yeah. they are apparently really you know full to the brim actually overflowing kind of but in fact like i uh, in in the video as well i mentioned that i actually got over 100 respondents to the job post and um only 10 of those probably actually wrote a, a proper job proposal and yeah. sent some samples and all That's and so i actually come up with numbers and all so it's it's actually just 10 people although it looks a lot more it's actually just a 10 people yeah. and if you're able to it doesn't even matter if you write a really crappy job proposal or really crappy samples if like just the fact that you wrote it puts you in the top 10 yeah. so dude, that okay. says some dude okay let's talk about this after some time and I, the what i want to talk actually is that how did you initially get the job proposal or who was your first client Let's get along with the story, and then we will talk about yeah. the freelance stuff. We got carried away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of went went on a detour, and we were like, "Oh, okay, let's do this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the reason is I wanted to talk about this mainly. Like at last, I just thought of like summarizing. If you are just starting off, how the procedure would look like, and yeah. at that time, I wanted yeah, to copy. Yeah, and even sense. I had something to cool. talk about the. or the the job proposals what you told and the way we had and what you told right now that when you write someone like you're starting out and you have will and passion startups will guarantee that because i'm been working at like yep. three different startups and all of us sees this the zeal yep. and passion so we'll like come to this, exactly this zeal and passion goes a very long way i have yeah. had like and it's not just like you'll be stuck with an employer that's not paying you or is paying you very less yeah. like people who know how to manage people will scale you with them dude, so that yeah. is a very important thing to consider dude. as well i even have a exciting story for this dude like something that you just told right now the scaling i will tell you about the story with my friend what happened so like let's come with your story like how did you initially get along with the facebook group what is about yeah, you so, all right so so i joined these facebook groups yeah. and um so i i didn't know like i was reading these posts and i was like mm-hmm. i don't even know what half of this means actually 
and I came up with this solution. Mm. The solution was yeah. that I will just, you know, I'll read the post and the words that I don't understand, I'll try to Google them and kind of get an idea of what they mean. But if I can't, I will just ignore them, to, to be honest. I'll just be like, you know, this doesn't exist. And after mentally deleting that word, if the post still makes sense to me, yeah. I will just apply. Right. Okay. And, and if the guy asks me, hey, do you, do you know about this? I'll be like, I don't. And again, I'm, I'm willing to learn. I don't, but if you tell me I'm a quick learner, I'll, I'll learn, I'll adapt, and I'll try mm. to make sure that I put the best product out there. Right? Yeah. So that was my strategy. Yeah. And um, so a lot of these posts didn't make sense to me, but I uh, actually, this, this house that we're living in right now, yeah. at that time, it was under construction. And so I was supposed to be here mm. and um, watch over the, the stuff that was yeah. like pretty much like open here. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so kind of like I was uh, safekeeping stuff. So I had to be here from the morning till like the evening. And I decided, all right, today is a fantastic day to not give a damn <laughs> and just keep applying <laughs> to jobs. Because I, I basically had nothing to do because... As I said, we were kind of in, there was some construction happening. We were also kind of in the middle of shifting and all. And so it was a complete mess. Mm -hmm. There was no TV, no, no Wi-Fi, no nothing, basically. Mm -hmm. So all I had was like my phone and, and 4G. And so obviously with so many hours with me, I decided let's, let's put them to good use. So I started applying on these jobs on as many as I could. And I think by the evening, I had applied to like 20 jobs, at least. Probably more, but at least 20 jobs. I had applied to and uh, so a couple of people replied some of them replied with like uh, you know thanks for applying but we found someone better okay. for this and I was like that's cool and then I found one guy who was basically uh, who gave me a, a very small task uh, for a few hundred rupees or maybe like I think a thousand rupees or something uh, and I did it, I didn't even know that I was supposed to write it in like a Word document and send the Word document over. So I just opened the notepad in my phone and I wrote it down in the phone because I didn't have anything <laughs> to write it on, as I said. So I just wrote it in the phone and I messaged the note to him on, on Facebook. It was on Facebook Messenger. So I just wrote it on my phone and sent it as a message. But the guy was nice and uh, he told me that the writing is really good and and then he eventually went on to give me some guidance and he also gave me a, a, a bit more work. But like the confidence was starting to pile up. Like I, I knew that, you know, I had, I had just found something that, that could potentially, uh, even by this time I never knew that I could actually make a very good living out of this. I was like, I could at least make like enough to be able to you know buy some samosa like pocket uh, more money yeah <laughs> it's like a pocket money right <laughs> yeah yeah basically but i was like you know it's pocket money and some chai some samosas and, yeah. and that'll be it uh little did i know though <laughs> <laughs> you could buy a sweet shop now <laughs> yeah i could buy a sweet shop now exactly <laughs> so 
yeah so so how it went was like um i, I started finding more people then and started learning more stuff so it's just about you know kind of getting into the groove yeah. a lot of people even today ask me and give me this kind of weird logic that we're trying to learn everything and once we have learned then we'll start applying on jobs and that is basically just your mind putting you in making sure you're in your comfort zone that you don't have yeah. to go out there and put yourself out there and actually apply to 20 jobs and get rejected by 19 of them and maybe hear back from one and you know I'm lucky I heard back from the 20th maybe I would have to go on for another 20 yeah. or another 20 or another. I I know people who applied to 40 job posts before they got to hear back from any one of them but once they did that that was just it kind of opens the yeah. floodgates and all so that is what I recommend them as well that you you know throughout the story you'd actually realize that i i was trying stuff yeah. that's the whole point of it that i was trying stuff and most of it didn't stick i'll i'll be honest with you most of it didn't stick and and yeah maybe i spent like a few thousand rupees and and wasted them but i got a lot of experience i started learning not just what works but also what doesn't work and so this thing that i told you about the facebook algorithm that it's yeah. it's not possible to now move traffic from facebook to an external source i learned it yeah. the hard way so now whenever somebody talks about creating a facebook page and then moving the traffic away i tell them no <laughs> that won't work it changes for every damn three months <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's weird i i i don't really like facebook to be honest it's it's a uh, crappy place to do business dude it's like crazy man the facebook ad campaigns and facebook ads it the money gets blocked the customer service is not that good you have to be really experienced facebook is a yeah. really hot yeah, spot like people are on, on the note of like facebook ads hmm. a lot of content writers then transition to doing facebook ads like writing the copy and managing the facebook ads as well i actually know uh, someone who's a facebook ad expert and and she gets a lot of clients from that like yeah. like businesses come to her for managing basically their complete um you know ad system and all yeah. so, so that's actually something that somebody could look into as well but as i said you need to start somewhere yeah <clears throat> so and it's important not yeah. to overthink the process yeah. so i think that's something that that worked out well for me yeah. that i i just went into it and and stuff just started making sense hmm. so after you got like the 100 bucks the 1000 yeah that's what you told that the first client that you got how did you build up on the portfolio like you used yeah, to apply so, daily so, stuff like that so so at that time actually i i didn't know a lot about portfolios hmm. and like even right now um I I feel like I'm the only desi who's talking about portfolios right now like <laughs> a proper portfolio website. Yeah. Because I don't know man people are aren't into making proper portfolios and I I then learned a lot worked with people from from this part of the world from the US, UK, Canada, Australia like from all Dude, over the world. Weren't you intimidated at that time? when you're talking oh, to this was a, this was like after a long time i didn't just start off by working with these people oh. i worked with like locals for i think 6 7 months before i got my first us client oh. and even that us client didn't pay me a lot but it was still it yeah. was still the first time i was being paid in dollars so, yeah. so, so how did you how did you get the first client in us by the way from facebook 
on Facebook. <laughs> you can't, you can't bitch about Facebook, dude. You don't deserve. You got a lot from that. He, he just he posted a job post. There, if you actually go, if you actually do it right, you'll notice that a lot of Facebook groups just have local, uh, for example, Indian or Pakistani people. Hmm. But a lot of Facebook groups actually are geared more towards people from a more uh, from a stronger economy and yeah. it's you won't actually find this find those groups from the same keywords you'll have to kind of search a bit differently to be honest this is something that i actually learn over time if you search for content writers and go into the groups tab you'll find uh content writing groups and they are huge groups and they are great everybody should join them if if you're into content writing but you won't find uh, a lot of groups that have like us based people and stuff like that but if you search for keywords like remote work or work from home hmm. somehow groups will start to pop up with people from from that part of the world which is weird i i'm not sure why that is so but it just <laughs> is what it is so i found a few of these people from these facebook groups where these you know kind of native english speakers were hanging out okay but i mean th- that wasn't like until 6 or 7 months for the next 6 or 7 months my whole focus was like okay i need to learn i didn't know about portfolios by then but like my idea was that i need to create good enough samples right so that's kind of the basic form of a portfolio that i, I can send these samples that this is a sort of work that i do and so i i started um focusing a lot on on my writing working with more people with a wide uh, array of people and pretty much taking uh, yeah. every opportunity opportunity basically every paid opportunity at least that i could find and um so s- slowly i started to improve i started to learn i started to get exposed to um a lot of people who were doing better than me and you know i i used to send my stuff to to seniors and would ask their would ask for a review or a critique and they tell me that this and, and by the end of it i would ask them could you rate my work and one of them literally said 5 out of 10 and another one said 6 out of 10 and i thought i was good by this time i thought i was i was good but when he did it my work i was like wow i mean there is a reason this guy is making this amount of money because i started to notice like half of what i'm writing is just fluff and so i started working on that and improving on the craft so it took me 6 7 months for that yeah. and i didn't make a lot of money during the time um i, I would probably say somewhere around hmm. pakistani 10000 probably 5 10000 so that's even even lesser in in india but I was improving on my craft. Okay. And How did you improve? Then, like what was the procedure? Can I know? They they for writing there is no procedure except writing. Okay. It's like it, it's it's kind of like a culmination of two things. Uh number one writing and then number two um like observing. All good writers are good observers. You will notice that in your life as well. All good writers are good observers, especially when those that write fiction because they have to describe stuff they are very good with observing stuff yeah. and i i learned this from my fiction days when i when i wrote that novel yeah. i i used to notice people and because you know i i would 
I like to add some small quirks and characters and all. And so I would like look at people and be like, oh, he does this thing, which he does subconsciously, but and he probably doesn't even realize he does it. I would add that quirk into the character. And so I, I started becoming good at observation during that time. And so in when I started mm. doing freelance writing, that's not fiction. That's basically nonfiction. You're always, always writing about info-based stuff. Mm. So it's vastly different from what I was doing before, but the observation stayed because I was observing what are native writers doing? Why does native writing sound native? And why doesn't my writing sound native? And why does this guy, like why is he able to write so much better than me when like I'm using pretty much, like I'm using a good vocabulary, it has good flow, but just somehow isn't as good as this guy. And so that observation, those small, you know, little things that you start to observe and then work on, uh, and mm-hmm. then it's just practice, to be honest. By now, I have, I think, edited well over 500, 600 articles. Yeah. I've written like 100 or so. So, I mean, when you, when you put in the work, there's really no formula, to be honest. The formula is just put in the work. Okay. So that's what I did for the next six, seven months. And then I found my first um, US-based client and that client was like he wanted me to write ebooks so mm-hmm. i was ghost writing ebooks the good thing about it was that i i got big projects and so in freelancing this is a big problem that people have to go through this feast or famine cycle where at some point in the year they may have a lot of work so much work that they actually have to decline offers and yeah. then some other time they won't have any work. So it's like the feast or famine cycle. Yeah. So uh, what that did was that provided stability because if somebody is, somebody said, all right, Khalil, you're supposed to write uh, this ebook. So hmm. that's basically the next two months for me. I don't have to find anything else for the next two months and I can just focus on writing the, the book. Cool. And that's what I did. And I wrote like two or three books for him. Oh my God, what and was that book about? It was a self-help book. By this time, my my safe corner was self-help, because I, as I said, I was like eighteen or something. So not a lot of experience, not a lot of uh, expertise in anything, Hmm. and so self-help was that safe corner where you could talk about anything without having to, you know, have some background knowledge about it. So, so that was like a self-help book. I wrote three for him two or three and then I started to realize that it's kind of heartbreaking when you've written a book and it's published as I told you like that was my dream like I wanted to publish a book and I've written a book and it's published and um, it has these glowing reviews on Amazon about people writing like people in the reviews saying stuff like it's beautifully written and stuff like that and I am legally bound (laughs) Do not say that this is me. <laughs> so you have to like sign NDAs and NDAs yeah, is basically non-disclosure agreement. agreement. Yeah. Right, for the viewers because you know they may not know what an, an, an NDA yeah. is. So that basically means you can't tell anyone that you worked on this project or that this project even exists. That is none of your concern. So I stopped 
writing those ebooks then but um, you know then opportunities started popping up um, and then you know I found another huh. client who had a company in the USA he he was local in Pakistan but he had a company in the USA and he had dozens of blogs and he hired me for one of those blogs as a writer and so this was kind of like my breakthrough moment mm-hmm. when uh, he hired me as a writer and and I always believe in giving 110% and um so i i didn't just write i first of all i i made sure that whatever i'm writing the content that i'm writing the blog posts that i'm writing is are top notch better than whatever he has mm-hmm. but i went above and beyond and actually started giving uh him recommendation and advice as a writer on the content that he already had on the website and i was very upfront about it that hey i'm i haven't ever done a blog so you probably know a lot more than me about the technical aspects mm-hmm. but i'm a writer i'm just going to be reviewing this as a writer mm-hmm. this blog post that i found on your website you know this doesn't really make sense to me i think if we could do this this way that would be better and i'm not expecting him to pay me anything for this this is just me giving advice to a person who has hired me as per my own understanding and the guy was so impressed because yeah. nobody does that right and you being a company like you, you are part of a company and all you would know that if somebody comes and does this it's like you started you start to see them differently yeah and even though i was still um like 18 or something yeah. uh he he got really impressed and then he eventually said you know i i want to have a phone call with you and this was the first time i actually had a phone call with a client and it was scary <laughs> <laughs> because you know we we millennials are, aren't very good with phone calls don't we trust me <laughs> it, it it freaks me out <laughs> because it's like that call can actually mess the whole project or you know stuff like exactly. that <laughs> exactly it can mess it up and, and it's, it's weird that at times you don't know what to say it's not like you know it's not like you're dumbfounded at the moment yeah. you just can't seem to find the right sentence to say at yeah. the time. and then there's this awkward pause and then it just goes downhill from there yeah, but that was the first time i i had a call with a client i've mm-hmm. actually learned to enjoy these calls uh now by now now <laughs> that i've had many okay but i mean it's um it's it was a very weird experience <laughs> for the call <laughs> i was super scared but anyhow he he was like uh i may come to regret this decision hmm. after a while because you are very young he asked me about my age what am i doing and i told him you know i'm in uh, fsc second year which was basically uh, that is intermediate that is 12th standard basically oh my god dude like in 12th standard you're taking clients you're doing this work so did you have yeah. time for study like what did you do to like how did you manage both of them see the thing is um i am actually a firm believer of the fact that a lot of us think we are a lot busier than we actually are this is what i've noticed in myself as well mm-hmm. uh, that i would think i'm busy because i just have that notion about myself but if if i actually sit down and think about all right i'm going to track what am i doing today how much time am i spending on the activities that i do and i'm just going to write them down all right 
so i mean once you start becoming conscious about it you may yeah. alter it subconsciously but still so you would realize that say you study i don't know 3 hours a day you sleep 8 hours a day that is 11 hours yeah. you play sports for like a couple of hours 13 hours you eat and have some entertainment i don't know a couple more hours how much is this is that 15 Yeah, like easily sixteen hours. We'll just get covered like in 15, all. Fifteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Let's say you. I don't know. You need six more hours for something else. Right. So you still have two hours in the day, and this is literally just you. You pushing six hours away for nothing, <laughs> basically. And so you still have two hours left. So, I mean, when you start looking at it that way, it, like right now. we 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 jumping from different timelines now and we we at the present right now so um i am an mbbs student right now Ooh. i also do youtube hmm. i also have a freelancing business which yeah. like by now is huge hmm. i have to run blogs as well yeah and in between all of this i kind of managed some social media as well so you know and what is your age i i'm 21 yeah i'm 21 I'm and you're 21. doing all this stuff <laughs> yeah it's it's weird when when you think about it like that yeah. because i never expected i would when i was 18 or something yeah. but it's like for people it's it's weird because they're like this guy is 21 and he's doing this but for me it's kind of like a transition that i saw every day of Yeah. And so I I I love that people are are surprised at times yeah. but I I'm actually glad that it is what it is. Yeah. Who told Elon Musk is there here this is Khalil who is being more productive than him. <laughs> A lot of people are also, also like you know why, why don't you make productivity content and all? I'm like I I don't want to mess with no. people's head. <laughs> like what works with me works like what works for me works for me, right? Yeah. So For what I, I wouldn't want anyone you know i'm not saying this is easy yeah for anyone who's watching this and is like you know okay so he's saying that you can then spend 2 hours a day doing freelancing or something this is this was a very mathematical breakdown of the day yeah. actual days never actually work that way you know you obviously have other things to do you have school say yeah. Six hours for that. The six hours I put aside for nothing were six hours for school. So then you have two two hours, yeah. right? So for every person this would be different. For a person who doesn't have a job, hmm. you know, those six yeah. hours are basically just job. free. Yeah. So you could actually work like eight hours. Yeah. So, so at, so at that, person that, yeah. No, I was just talking that at the time you were client that you told and you were doing this. So what was his reply? Dude, I was actually very yeah. into the story. He, <laughs> God, guys. Uh, um, I, I remember him saying. Uh, I remember him saying this. अच्छा तो तुम पढ़ाकू बच्चे हो. I told him I, I was. I told him I was in pre-med. So because he was like, you know, what do you study and all? I told him I'm in FSC, and he's like, okay, what sort of FSC? Because there are like a couple yeah. of different things you could do in FSC. and i said uh, i i am a pre med student 
he was like acha doctor banoge padhaku acche i remember him saying that so just the fact that he's calling me a bachcha you can imagine yeah ha main padhaku bachcha hu exactly so i was like uh, yeah. a bit disconcerting as well but huh. you kind of um, it's also an honor in a way yeah so yeah he, he was like i i may regret this in the future but i want to give you this chance to be able to uh, mm. become a manager Ooh. and uh, what what that work like was he as i said had multiple mm. uh, blogs and for each blog he would have one manager so it's not like i was manager of the company per se mm. i was manager of one website that i was previously writing for okay. for which i gave him advice Mm-hmm. and um you know this is for for everyone watching and who's like i'm stuck this is how you grow and i've not i've i haven't just done this for one person i've been doing this for many people right now where i'm the content manager this is exactly how i did it i gave free advice for no apparent reason you know you it, it's important to judge whether this person is actually receptive to the advice that i'm giving but if you actually find a person who's receptive and it's like hey i'm open to some positive critique here that can help me improve my business because at the end of the day who doesn't want more business that's true that's what you want yeah dude like i was also hired as a intern at a company it was basically the food based company so i was when i was talking to them i just told them this advice it was completely out of blue i was hired as a social media intern and at the end of the day what i told them was we can actually tap in the societies or you know we can actually do the work of an amazon we can share the, the what is it called hampers with a lesser rate of commission and then we affiliated it it's based on bombay and we affiliated with everyone and basically they told me that they really like my part and they told that you can be a strategic manager of my company and they told from like next wow. year they will be paying too so like i was like cool dude it was that's, that's like a very good example of it yeah Because, like you know again you you said what you said off of the limited experience that you had in yeah. whatever you did it doesn't need to be perfect it doesn't need to be something you read in like this these books that are at the back yeah. it's just something that you came up with like strategy you don't yeah. learn strategy anywhere you just come up with it so find this confidence in yourself to come up to a business man or a business woman and, yeah. and you know just tell them This is something this is an idea that I have that I think mm. could help you improve your business. Mm-hmm. Every logical business person would love you for that. Yeah. Who that doesn't is, want ideas? Exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't want good ideas? Yeah. I mean you the fact that you came up with this idea and it's like affiliate marketing is big so you're kind of creating your own affiliate yeah. network and all the hampers and everything. Yeah. So so I can see as a person who who does online business that this is actually a very good idea hmm. the one that you pitched so i'm sure anyone with a good business mind would as well yeah so yeah that is how i i got that management gig and uh, so that was kind of the turn turning point all the the stuff that i had been learning up till now the effort that i had putting in up till now it culminated into this point where now i'm the content manager for hmm. a company in the US and um i'm 18 everybody in the team that i had that i was managing was in at least their 20 so like the youngest guy except me was 22 we later had i actually hired myself because i, I was 
in charge of the hiring process as well, partially in charge of the hiring process. So I ended up hiring another 16 year old who actually went on to do amazing things as well. So that was after I was into the team. But when I joined, the youngest one was yeah. like me. And then there's this 22 year old guy. There yeah. are 26, seven, eight year old people and like a few 40 year olds. So that was a very, very interesting time for me because when you go into this uh, ecosystem of a company, you it's not just about the work that you're doing, but you need to be able to gel with the team as well. You need to be able to, you know, people should look up to you as a manager if you're a manager. Okay. If you're not able to do that, you can't be a manager, right? That's true. And so it, it brought with it new challenges where how can I, an 18-year-old, make this 40-year-old feel like I am his manager. It's not like you need to assert something. It's just that you need to be able to carry yourself in a way that it that it appears to be uh, of, of a manner that a manager would. That's so uh, I, I started to, you know, be really professional. I, I, I always had this ability to be professional with people, but I, I started to really hone down on those skills of talking to people of you know how do i uh, as you said like yeah. the calling experience and everything like when you start it's gonna be bad but the only way it's gonna get better is when you start doing more of it and same goes for every people skill in the world you just gotta put in the work you just gotta like repetition is everything for any skill that's true so i i started uh you know working on these skills and especially it's like it's a weird thing because you have to you have to do a lot of things as a manager that you wouldn't ever anytime else like i i started to i didn't start to but i obviously had to fire people as well and again like as an 18 year old guy who has to Man, fire a person it's it, the that toughest is, even that is tough like even for a 25 year old a 30 year old a 35 year old that is difficult yeah, man. and so i i learned a lot of things a lot of people like the the yeah. company owner he the ceo he wanted to fire and yeah. i would take a stand for them a few of those i i, I thought i did right for and a, a few of those i ended up regretting so i made my fair share of mistakes because here's the thing everybody's gonna mis make mistakes and and so did i and the person who's the ceo probably has a lot more experience than me mm. and he saw something that i didn't see and so I, I a lot of times i would put myself in this weird place where you know the ceo thinks something's wrong for example this content writer this writer yeah. isn't you know uh, this writer isn't writing her own work for example and the ceo is like you know i think something's wrong I, i'll give you an example actually yeah. same thing happened there was this writer and I read her work and I was like, this doesn't sound like her writing. Ooh. And so we had this very strict policy of not outsourcing your work ahead. Hmm. Like if Anirudh is supposed to do the work, he is supposed to do it. And if he doesn't have the time to do it, just tell us. Hmm. We won't burden you with work that you can't do. But at least the, the work that we're giving you, you are supposed to do it. And so I was like, you know, I don't have any solid proof. I, I went to see you and I was like, I don't have any solid proof, but I think that 
she isn't writing her own work because the the flow the style nothing matches with whatever she's been writing mm-hmm. and we obviously had some company requirements as well of how we want to structure the writing and it wasn't following that and that was strange because she had been with us for like a year or something like many months by the time and it doesn't make any sense that she wouldn't be able to follow all these requirements when she has been doing that for many months before and so i just told him hmm. that this is something that i think and right off the bat he was like fire her hmm. and i'm like dude i i'm just letting you know that this is something that i think may be the case and he's like doesn't matter let her go we can like in freelancing we we can never really be sure because nobody's sitting there and doing the work so you're doing yeah. the work somewhere else yeah and so these signals with experience obviously uh whatever he saw and then he was he he just didn't want to take the the risk i don't know and um he was like just let her go and i i took a stand for her and i actually ended up regretting it because she was actually not doing her work herself she was um plagiarizing stuff she was um she was doing a lot of things that shouldn't have been done and i actually ended up taking a stand for it i'm not i'm not saying that i, I did the wrong thing but in in hindsight i i i think i would deal with it very differently now and i would never go to the ceo with with a very uh a, a matter that hasn't matured yet okay like you need to be able to take stand let things mature before you take them to to yeah. an authority what do you mean is uh, tell that person well before yeah. or something like that like, what i mean is that there were a number of ways in which i could actually make sure that she was actually doing what she was doing mm. instead of just putting it off me and telling it to the ceo yeah. that this is something that i think is happening but i'm not even sure it's happening okay so there were ways that i could do that and i i should have because this is like a big deal i should have been able to do this on my own and then come with a definitive answer and tell the client hey this is happening mm. now the rest is like your choice whatever you want to do with it mm. right so that is something that these little things you learn over time you learn with the, with your own experience and all So so yeah it, it was a nice experience and and he he gave me a lot of work hmm. and when i say a lot of work obviously it, it amounted to a lot of money as well because now i i was like i i worked with him for a year or so so now i was like 18 19 uh, and um, making a full time income right. what were you doing with that money i was to be honest not doing anything <laughs> it, it was just filing <laughs> to get a really good child yeah i i wasn't doing anything with it to be honest but that would eventually um be the money that i would spend for uh, my mbbs oh wow so uh, yeah it, it it saved up and then i was able to spend it there so yeah that is um an interesting time for yeah. me that was and um Yeah. After this uh, client went away 
so when did the youtube when did you thought of starting of the youtube channel and when did this journey start was this after this thing it's it's after this actually um i started my youtube a year ago and so it's actually a year after this point in the timeline oh so my youtube yeah so this was like 2019 okay and um yeah so so the next year it, it, i just kept working building finding yeah. new clients by this time the thing is now i started acquiring experience of a lot of things that i i had no idea about before yeah. and that was how do blogs run mm. first i was writing for blogs right so that's a different thing because you are yeah. seeing things just from the outside and you're not inside the website yeah. editing stuff publishing it on the website and seeing the content rank and get traffic from google and all of that good stuff that is actually the meaty portion of it yeah. so i started learning all of this because i was practically doing it and yeah. and he gave me so much work as i said that you know i would be editing 100 articles in a month and you know he we were striving for 100 but i never actually ended up doing 100 because hmm. you know we're down to be honest i would do 80 maybe sometimes yeah. 70 sometimes 90 but we were always aiming for 100 so i i don't think we ever made the made yeah. the target so it was like just the repetitions that i put into it and just seeing these projects grow and seeing this guy put in so much money and it, it's like he was the amount of money that i made in 2 months he spent it on one website in one month and he as i said had like dozens of websites oh. and i was like this dude has crazy a boat load of money and he continues to invest it so aggressively and he's made so much wealth out of this process that means it works and i have this really amazing opportunity to be able to see it on the back end and mm-hmm. be the first like be his right hand in the project mm-hmm. And so that actually gave me a lot of confidence, a lot of learning. I started understanding SEO, which is search engine optimization. I started understanding WordPress, which is a platform that uh, is used to create websites. And so uh, then I started finding other clients as well. And that's when I found the the client that I'm currently working for as a content manager. He has a company in the UK, and so I found him. And uh, so by this time, this was the first time in my life when. I understood that I had bit off more than I could chew and you know it's it's not possible for me to work in so many different places but why I wanted to was that my income was all coming from one source not all but pretty much most of it was coming from one source which was this first client from the US yeah. or like the first guy who made me a content manager hmm. and by this time I had a couple of other clients one in the uk as i said i wasn't a content manager for him i was just a normal content writer for him but <coughs> the problem was that 80 90% of my income was coming from this one client and if that client went overnight yeah things are going to go south and so from this guy who's making a full time income literally doing part time work i i'd go to basically nothing and so at that point i 
I decided that I need more work. I need to diversify and not put all my eggs in one basket because, you know, when you start making money, you start to learn how to manage it as well. You start to learn some personal finance and, you know, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And, and so you get to learn these small things about not putting all your eggs in one basket, which makes complete sense. And uh, eventually what happened was that I, I bit off more than I could chew. The client didn't like that. He thought that I wasn't able to give as much as I should uh, to the job and to the money that he was paying. And we eventually parted ways. Oh. And uh, that was like... Um, the fear the come true? Yeah. That was the biggest fear that I had. Uh, <laughs> that this client would go. Because always at the back of my mind, yeah. I thought, this, is, this guy is my lucky charm. Right? Yeah. If he, he goes... I'm nothing. I found this really great guy who has a lot of money and who who gives me a lot of money. And um, yeah, so when he went, I, I remember my father actually came to me to like console and say, it'll be okay, this is part of life. You know, you'll find better opportunities, I'm sure. And you know, the usual talk yeah. that you get. And um, so, but that was the best thing that actually happened to me. Whoa. that's the best, best thing that actually happened to me because um, by the time I was done yeah. I thought he was paying me a lot right I thought he was paying me a lot but what I realized was what was more important was the experience that I had had that ability to be able to run websites from the back now yeah. whenever I went and tried to find more clients mm. people were more than willing to hire me for like double the amount of money that I used to charge a few months ago. And so, you know, these I started doing work on Upwork, that's a freelancing website that we've already discussed. Yeah. And, you know, I started find, finding more clients and within a day, I had find, found enough clients to be able to substitute my previous income. Okay. So the first month, there was actually a very small dip because whenever you're starting off new with new clients, you know, it takes some time to kind of understand the client and yeah. for the client to understand you. And so things are a bit slow in the start and then you get in the groove and, and, and they start working the way they're supposed to work. Okay. And so that was the case. The first month it went like, if this was my income, it went a bit like this. Yeah. And then the next month it went back here. Okay. And that was so powerful for me to, to realize that, you know, it's not just that client. It's that I've learned this skill, which is so valuable to these people that they are now hiring me, uh, like easily for more than I would have ever imagined. And so I kept, I just kept building on it. I kept in improving my rates, increasing my rates over time. Yeah. Uh, ended up becoming the content manager for that company in the UK, yeah. and, and I still am. So yeah, by by that time. Uh, that's when I decided to create my YouTube channel because, you know, that, that, that's that point where, you know, this story, if, if you've been following yeah. with the, with the storyline, um, which is a huge story. So I, I apologize for it, <laughs> but if you've been following by now, you, you would realize yeah. that this is the point where you realize, you know, it's, it's not luck. It's just that the skill has matured to a yeah. level where you're now an expert and you didn't even realize it that's true you were just you just had your head down you were putting in the hours 
putting in the work, not even realizing yeah. the grind, and and that this this was actually going to be the moment where you you find yourself to be this mini expert in the industry. And so I was like, you know, I need to teach people, and I need to be able to to put this out out there. And also the fact that I was, you know, by now nineteen, twenty, twenty actually by now, and um, I was making more money than people with huge families did, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. But it also comes with a level of uh, of guilt. because there are these people who are putting in the work who who deserve to be successful as much as i do they deserve to have a better life they deserve to have this life of being able to work from where you want to be able to work on a skill that you enjoy but it's just that they don't have that guidance and i saw this very very big difference in what people were teaching in the us like us creators yeah. and what were like they see creators teaching and yeah. i was like this is this is a huge gap yeah. and this is why our freelancing industry isn't able to compete at that level yeah. and we have this negative tag attached to us it's yeah. just what it is we aren't that good yeah. like in, in a lot of things especially in content writing because we have this this issue it's not an issue but it just is what it is uh, that we are not natives and so we actually learn to write english we learn to speak english and um that is an important factor obviously mm-hmm. so but it's still something that can be worked on and improved on as i said and uh, I, i was like i'll i'll teach people how to do that and most of it most of my channel even doesn't revolve around writing per se but it's more focused on like the marketing aspect of how do you find clients how do you mature a client how do yeah. you like grow to a um content manager level uh, and you know what like for example I, i also teach blogging so stuff about like the technical aspects of how does a blog run on the back end because this was all the stuff that i i learned yeah. over time and so i'm putting it out there for people to learn people who haven't had that you know yeah. uh, lucky breakthrough of finding that big client like they could learn off of my experience instead of me just wasting people's time talking about ghar baithe paise kamaye which is such a cringe line for me and i absolutely hate it and and that's just what what like uh, desi creators have been building on for ages now and so the youtube channel was actually just yeah. my um my way of giving back to the community yeah. and as i said i i say in every one of my videos people who watch them would know that um it, it always starts with you know i'm khalil and mm-hmm. i'm on a mission to help 100,000 people make a living online mm-hmm. and that's actually a a mission that's a vision that i've been working on even before i i started my youtube channel i actually started teaching people i i posted stuff on facebook groups in these freelancing facebook groups i wrote that ebook that you were talking about yeah. before i started youtube and oh. i just gave it away for free to people and um you know so that was the time when barely 40 people had actually read the ebook but mm. i still had the same vision of helping 100,000 people make a living online and you could actually go back and watch my old videos and I did. at the time when i had like when when i had like a few hundred subscribers i used to yeah. say that that's true because that was the vision yeah. 
Yeah. And, and so that's what I what I started off with. Yeah. And dude, what I also felt was uh, back in Asia, like if you look at the content creators all in the Western world, that advisors might not may not even work for us back in Asia. Like it's, I feel a system is kind of different, and it doesn't feel like you know in reality it can be applied. And most of the videos I've seen with the freelancers, yes. it's it. I feel it's more like a motivational video rather than a actual co- content video. That is true. That is true. That that's something that I say a lot because, uh, yeah. you know, I I obviously have um, co- I create content. There's some free content. There's also paid content like the paid course. So yeah. that goes like a couple of steps ahead. And a lot of people have advised me, um, it, it, like given me a business advice that I should actually create content in English. Like we are, we are having this podcast in yeah. English right now, and I think I'm doing fine. <laughs> but Great, man! <laughs> I'm I'm regretting about my English. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're doing fantastic right now. Thanks, so man. the thing is that a lot of people are like, why don't you create content in English, and then you could also teach. people with who live in stronger economies and they could pay you more but the thing is this is what i tell everyone what works for them does not work for us yeah and what works for us does not work for them because there are basic differences in in how the markets work and there are also basic differences in in where we stand right now in our freelancing community and yeah. where they stand right now because i took a, a few courses uh, of you know these these western creators and all of them each and every single course yeah. talked about having a freelance portfolio website mm-hmm. right in our region almost no one has a freelance portfolio website i feel like i'm the first desi giving tutorials on on youtube about how to create a freelance portfolio website what to add in it what is what are the thing like how do you create the sales page how do you yeah. go about it and it's something that we go into real detail in the uh, in the paid course as well so i feel like i'm i'm like the only one talking about it and even after that very few people actually do make the 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 website which is weird because you know there are thousands of views on those videos we have so many students um you know hundreds yeah. of students in the course and just a fraction of them actually do end up making uh, the portfolio website which is appalling but it's just a cultural difference i i believe uh, and and you know what i've noticed a lot as well especially here in this part of the world we talk a lot about not spending money on something um if you could do it for free that that's just kind of an ingrained thing within us yeah. you know we'll we'll watch pirated films because why pay for the film when you can just download it from torrent yeah we use pirated software we if we can build a free website we always go with the free website and almost never create a professional website but this is a contrast that i found with these developed freelancing you know Mm. um communities that they were like when they decide all right i'm going to do something professionally they go ahead and do it professionally obviously there are a, a lot of other factors to consider here right yeah. our economies aren't as strong as their economies yeah. and so for somebody living there for that person to spend 60 or dollars on creating a website is a, is a small yeah. thing 
and dude right. even if you see our standard of education or our, our way we are ingrained is to like you know get a stable job have a set career you need someone to guide you freelance is kind of like an entrepreneur where you are your own boss and you have to figure out your own stuff you have to take the responsibility i feel that is not ingrained like i guess right now people are getting out like you or me like there are many people who want to do freelancing but back then you started even i wasn't starting at that time so like i guess there are many less creators man you're like one of those that i would follow like i saw yeah, and then I mean, ask you you know and you know the thing is um even even now yeah a lot of people are like uh they come to my channel and they say please create this video in which you teach this very specific thing and i'm like dude you can do that by yourself yeah like it's it's not it's not that difficult for example people would want me to show them i was making a recent video uh in my blogging playlist it was about affiliate marketing and so i was talking about the amazon affiliate program and i told them yeah. that this link to sign up for the affiliate program will be at the bottom and i told them this is the i kind of give the, gave them a verbal description of this is the sort of form that you will see and these are the type of questions and i just mentioned yeah. it's nothing you know too fancy everybody yeah. gets through and some people were like why don't you fill out the form and show it to us Damn. why would i want to waste your time with that <laughs> I'm here to make sure you get the best possible <laughs> outcome like for for the time input that you're giving here. And so I respect your time enough to just leave it on you that yeah. you will be able to do it. But I feel like it's something like spoon feeding is something that is a a bigger issue here in this part of the world. That's true. I'm in a way trying to eradicate that through my content as well. It like it, my content a lot of people say that my content is very beginner friendly and i and that is something that i have intentionally tried to do but the idea is that i mean if i'm starting off with spoon feeding you literally spoon feeding you teaching you how to research for a blog post then mm. showing you this is the blog post that i wrote after research all right this is the next thing how do you get an international payment if you need it how do you negotiate how do you like these Dude. very little things like if i'm teaching you this eventually the idea is that i want to push you ahead to more you know kind of master level concepts hmm. so that is something that i think uh, has has really helped my channel as well because a lot of people i feel like have discovered freelancing through my content because yeah. i made that beginner friendly content yeah. true but it's also important to be able to scale it up then because you can't be stuck yeah you need to learn you need to grow yeah. and and people who have that ability to uh, you know i always say somebody who knows like this is the if you want if anybody was like you know khalil tell us what skills should we focus on what should we what are the the hot skills right now in 2021 now almost i i would say the first skill the most important skill that anybody should learn in 2021 is how to use google yeah. trust me if you know how to use google your life is going to be so much easier you're going to learn everything your yourself yeah. after that people don't know how to use basic google like they'll be asking me this stuff and i'll be like why don't you google 
and it's not like it's like a moment of revelation oh <laughs> dude you made one video right how to write an article the way you open like five or six sites and you told that yeah, don't I copy it five and six sites <laughs> i i i showed the whole process i yeah. copy like points write yeah. them in a separate document i showed yeah. them all right then you did the that video, i highlight stuff like all right this mm-hmm. is something that i used in the article i highlighted this in red because yeah. i didn't use the article and i show that to them because i want to be able to create as as you know in detail and begin a friendly content as i can yeah. for a topic that is like supposed to be a beginner level topic yeah. but i mean if you're able to use basic google yeah there's very li- little that you won't be able to find in the world there's very little that you won't be able to find an answer to because the answers are already out there yeah. 95% of the questions that you ask the answers are already out there yeah you just need to be able to find them in a better way yeah dude so even like when i was watching your content right one thing that i really understood is dude like you know the way you take the video forward right it probably connects more with the asian audience not even asian like anyone who watches it like you know i don't know why how can a person ask even more detail than that it it automatically feels like spoon feeding <laughs> honestly like, trust me like even the videos that we are talking about yeah. i i got questions from people asking how did you add links in the article like those clickable links which we call hyperlinks basically yeah. they didn't know what hyperlinks are or like there's this terminology for it called hyperlinks yeah. but i mean if you just literally google how to add a link in ms word you'll know the answer That's it's just it's that simple yeah. i mean i'm not expecting because obviously everybody doesn't have the same it background and so i don't judge you if you don't know how to ra- how to add a link in an article yeah. but the fact is you don't need to ask a person that and wait until that person answers and then be like you know i would have been a great freelance writer the only problem is this guy didn't tell me yeah. how to add a link i saw it in the comments like i i, I looked at your comments there were these questions i followed all the steps khali i didn't know what <laughs> i mean, I'm, I'm glad you at least like put in the research and watched my content but yeah. dude i even yeah even i read the book right it actually felt like i really want to read your first book too Because I I will I will send you the link. Yeah. That is only for you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm going to ask you for a Hindi podcast future when I will get actually used to this video thing because it's the first podcast I'm releasing. So like once I get used to it, we'll again do a Hindi episode and if you don't say yeah. yes, that will be out dude. <laughs> the video will be I I am down for it. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah and even when i read your book right how to become a free ra- freelance writer what i can what i actually felt i, I could reso- resonate with you like uh, at the place where you told that uh, put on your drop uh, you know the marks of yourself or send a screenshot so that uh, you won't get uh, frauded or something like that it was actually a very useful step and uh, when an asian like we when we write it like when this part of world write it it is easy to relate and when we read books like think and grow rich or you know uh, dave ramsey book like even you made a video right status like you read that book and gave a review about it i also felt the same thing that when i read your book it was able to you know relate to 
Yeah, that was true. Yeah, so so I mean, it, it, there are basic differences. We've already discussed that that there yeah. are basic differences, and so you know, even though it may be more profitable for me uh, uh, as a business standpoint, yeah. to be able to create content for the West, and I did create English videos. Like if you watch the first few videos that I put out, I think yeah. the first eight or nine videos are actually in English, but then I realized that I'm not able to connect with the audience the way I want to connect. and so then i started creating urdu content or like urdu hindi basically the yeah. same thing so yeah, yeah um i started creating hindi content after yeah. that and that was just able to you know i was creating content for a different audience when i started and after that point when i when i switched to urdu or hindi i i realized what my target audience was and so if you actually watch the first few videos you realize that the the stuff that i'm talking about is different the techniques that i'm talking about is different the amounts that i'm talking about are different because that's a different audience yeah. at that time that i had in my mind and basically there was no audience i was creating content for nobody right now how many subscribers did you initially had i i had i think i had about 80 100 probably i didn't 80. have like 80 or 100 subscribers at the time Uh, and these were people who, as I, I, I told you, that I was publishing some stuff on yeah. Facebook, yeah. like in Facebook groups, and I had sent, I had created that ebook, like the first draft of it, and yeah. I had sent it to people. Yeah. And so these were actually those people in those Facebook groups that, mm. the ones that got in touch with me after that. Oh, so from so I sent, yeah. yeah, when I created the YouTube channel, I sent them the link. Yeah. Hey, uh, I will be publishing more content. Mm. Uh, and more depth content, video-based content here on YouTube. Yeah. If you are interested, uh, you can hop on over and subscribe. Yeah. So I I never sent it to any one of my friends. Same thing here. I did not do for my podcast too. <laughs> That's actually better. I would recommend that to everyone. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're not in like the entertainment kind of niche, I wouldn't recommend. Okay. Asking your friends to subscribe because those are fake followers. Not not fake followers, but they're they're fluff, yeah. right? They're never gonna watch your content if your content is, it's like an educational kind of channel like mine. They're never gonna watch it, and you shouldn't expect them to watch it because they're not interested in it. Yeah. So you need to be able to find people who are actually interested in what you have to say, and so those people, you know, I I wouldn't say they were, you know, eighty or eighty or hundred is still a lot more than many people would have. But these eighty or hundred people were like actually didn't watch a lot of my videos to be honest, and oh. um, you know I I would have thirty views sometimes I would have fifty I I used to have fifty in the start I remember, and then yeah. it dropped down to thirty or twenty till till a point where the last video that I posted yeah. um, before my channel kind of blew up, uh, that video I remember got I think less than ten views. And so that's the point where I was like, you know, this is not working out. <laughs> so, you know, let's take a break. And when I took the break, meanwhile, one video started going really well, and it just shot up like that, and stats went crazy, and then the people came flooding in, and then I started creating more content. Mm. Uh, and, and yeah, but what I was saying was, I I started with a different audience, and then when I changed my language yeah 
uh, to Hindi or Urdu. Then I started creating content for people in this area. So you notice that the content type changes changes as well yeah. as soon as the language changes because now I was crystal clear on who my target audience is. Yeah. First, I was not clear. It was a weird mix between somebody in the U.S. and somebody in India or Pakistan, and that yeah. just didn't resonate with anyone. You know, in marketing, we always talk about yeah. this stuff. The things, the the stuff that is for everyone is basically for no one, yeah, and so your product true. actually needs to be for a very specific niche audience. A lot of people even talk about like, you have a channel like they say to me, you have a channel that is so specific on freelance content writing. Like now, I to also talk about blogging because that's yeah. kind of an extension, like the next step of freelance writing, I believe. Yeah. But I mean, they're like this. It's so specific, and it's. It's crazy to think that such a niche channel would be able to grow so fast to this level, and you know, it, I I wouldn't ever be able to replicate it because uh, there is a sheer amount of luck here as well, obviously, because of some videos performing really well and helping yeah. me reach the target audience that I was hoping for. It's insane, man! But like, at, yeah, yeah. Like, but at the same time, it's like because it is specific and it is. Mm-hmm. I know who I'm creating content for. Mm-hmm. I feel like it helps uh, in that manner. Yeah, that's true. And even like, dude, all the way from hundred, like right now, how many you have? More than a lakh, right? I yeah, it, it's one lakh twenty-five thousand right now. Damn, <laughs> it's, it's insane subscribers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would never have imagined that. To be honest, when I started off, I did some market research and I was like, who are my competitors? So. Um, this there's this YouTube channel who has I think thirty forty thousand subscribers now. At that time, they had like twenty two three, and I was like, okay, so this is the ceiling because yeah. like this this woman she's the queen of freelance writing right now, oh. and so this is the ceiling. I can never expect myself to grow beyond this point because she's been doing this for so much time and she's been fantastic. Yeah. So. Who is that? I just went after. Um, I'm not sure if I should, I if I should take names. Okay, dude. But yeah. I, I mean, she's she's not she's not from here anyway, so yeah. she's not my competitor at all because she has a different target audience. Yeah. But um, she, I think it's okay to name her. I'm I'm, I, 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 her name is uh, she, her channel is Jordan Mikkel. I'm not sure if you know about it, but in freelance content writing, her content is. Uh, really good, and if you search yeah. the main keywords, um, yeah. now you may see a few of my videos pop up as well. Mm. But at the time when I did it, um, you know, she was basically everywhere, and mm. she was the biggest freelance content writer. Does she has a podcast? Uh, I think she does. Um, I'm not sure. I actually don't think she's been creating a lot of content recently. Okay. I think she's she has. I'm not sure. I haven't been up to date with her stuff, but I haven't seen her create a lot more videos yeah. recently. Okay, dude. Like, got it. Yeah, we got carried away. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, but I feel you crossed her very well. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would actually attribute that to like a completely different market. To be honest, if I if I was going after the market that she has in mind yeah that would be a, a different story yeah man one thing that we we have a big benefit 
uh, as desi creators is our population is huge right so yeah. combine pakistan and india <laughs> it's a sea an ocean of people basically yeah. and that may feel like you know you're creating content that is in a language that most like most geographies in the world won't understand still like the sheer number of people is insane number one number two there's not a lot of you know competition right now yeah. I, i don't know how many content creators would be seeing us but i mean there's substandard content plastered all over yeah. like they see youtube so anyone with a bit of experience in anything yeah. would create a decent youtube channel and create a, create a personal brand out of it i believe that's and so i think it's like uh, it's comparing apples to oranges <laughs> that's true man and uh, okay like now let's now right now let's talk about like let's do a case study of a person who wants to start freelancing like if i want to start freelance like for example i'm starting off the only skill i have is like to write better because like at 18 or 19 you know right people what would they know that they know how to write better and since you are an expert in that like we can talk about it so what should i do at first right so yeah. if you just want to start out you're like yeah. i i have this basic skill that yeah. i can write yeah it could be that you're a very good writer and it could also be that you're not a particularly great writer mm-hmm. but you you your english is good enough that you know you don't make grammatical errors yeah like you're writing makes complete sense yeah you and can it in- install grammarly yeah i mean it, it is in perfect english and, and, and so basically as i said it's like grammarly mm. aside even if you don't use grammarly once you put in the repetitions it will improve yeah got it but the thing is what you can't do is learn a language to to this extent mm-hmm. that you used to suck at it first and now you're a professional writer in it because yeah. being a writer is a different thing you could yeah. suck at the language first and then become yeah. good at it but the chances of you becoming a writer in it mm. are still low yeah. and so if you're like you know you're watching this podcast or you're listening to this podcast and every word that we're saying makes complete sense to you and you could speak like we're speaking right now yeah. you could become a content writer this is the level of english because it's important a lot of people are like uh what is the level of english that we need to be at and there are no levels how could i give you a level in in a numerical value but mm-hmm. this is the the easiest and simplest explanation of what yeah. i could give so <coughs> excuse me so yeah um what you need to do is first and foremost start writing mm-hmm. like it it could be anything as i said it, for in my case it was like fiction so i started writing fiction and i wrote 60000 words and those 60000 words just took me to another level in writing and obviously i improved tremendously in the coming years but it still put me way ahead of the game i'm not saying i'm not telling people to go and write 60000 words you could just write 6000 words yeah but i mean just start writing Right so the first thing that you want to do is um get used to writing mm-hmm. first thing second if you're already writing then you don't need to do this because a lot of people do yeah. write and they they like me um were fond of writing and reading so in that case you may not need to put in this work yeah. 
after that what you need to do is you need to create a, a couple of blog post samples mm. blog post samples are basically two word documents of blog posts that you have written on any topic that you could like a lot of people are confused about like what topic should i choose it mm. could as i said in the start of this podcast be whichever you know blog post you read yeah. last time you read anything or you could just go with topics like um how to cool a gaming laptop what are you comfortable or, with yeah whatever you're comfortable with it could be anything how to cool a gaming laptop yeah. three best dog breeds for children yeah. uh you know for women something in like if you're into like beauty and yeah. beauty products and all like antioxidizing i don't know blah yeah. blah blah it could be anything that you want to write the yeah. the basic idea is it needs to be a blog post yeah. right so write a couple of blog posts and why should it be a blog post content writing isn't just about writing blog posts yeah. but most of the work that you are going to find in the beginning especially are going to be blog posts and yeah. so this is your staple work yeah. so writing two um samples will help you approach people now yeah So what you're doing right now is you are gathering all the stuff you need to be able to pitch your mm. uh, your services to a potential employer. Yeah. So you write two blog posts. I I do have very detailed as we've talked about videos yeah. uh on my channel that explain yeah. the process. Then after that what you want to do is you want to join freelancing Facebook groups. Right? Yeah. Go to Facebook, search content writers and content writing content writing jobs content writer Got jobs it. stuff like that yeah. you know uh i work from home and you know remote work remote workers and you know search all these groups join as many as you can mm-hmm. i'm going to tell this to you up front a lot of these are going to be useless right and you are going to join a lot of groups that you will eventually leave because they aren't moderated you you'll see a lot of spam you'll see a lot of irrelevant stuff there as well the only way to really know which facebook group is worth your time is to join it you can't yeah. ever tell the content inside a facebook group until you have been inside it so it's better to join it first unless i mean you could tell that if the privacy settings are that way but mostly that's not going to be the case So you want to join these join as many as you can so you have like a big pool of job posts. So these these uh Facebook groups sometimes they have three jobs posted a day, sometimes they yeah. have like uh 10 jobs, 15 jobs, 20 jobs posted in a day depends on the size of the group and and time of the year. But what you want to do is <clears throat> join as many as you can. Mm-hmm. And then you have a uh, a huge pool of jobs to apply to. Now what you need to do is you need to start applying to jobs and for that you already have two samples but what you need on top of these two samples is a job proposal and uh, you could call it cover letter a, a job proposal whatever you want to so what you need to do is write that job proposal um again there are detailed videos on all of these steps oh, yeah. let's go through the overlay dude because i'm sure everything yeah. has a detailed video yeah. in your channel yeah So uh, I mean it's just you basically yeah. trying to convince the client to hire you. Yeah. So that's a job proposal. So you have a job proposal, you have two samples. Yeah. You approach people with it. 
in my experience most people that start the ratio that they'll see would be somewhere like they'll apply to 20 jobs yeah. and they'll hear back from one i'm not saying one would hire you i'm yeah. saying one would get back to yeah. you they may not eventually hire you why am i putting this out there because you if if you're going to survive in this industry you need to be able to take rejection and so i'm mentally preparing you to be able to take that rejection so you know just go and apply put in the repetitions put in the reps and you know this statistically speaking will eventually help you find that one person who will give you the chance and once you get that chance you'll get more samples so now you've written professionally yeah. for a person you can use that sample for future clients as well yeah. and so you can build upon it you can improve you can learn and then yeah. you can you know you can in the future transition to like a freelancing website yeah. like up for 5 yeah, yeah. The, like the, these are the marketplaces where the the pros are at yeah. so you, you may eventually want to go there and and start and then there you know there are a lot of different things that you could do you could yeah. go into um you could create your personal brand and and you know on social media try to find clients you could network on linkedin you could do cold Dude, emailing that's you could true, do ads there's so much that you could do but the reason why i don't recommend people to start off with it is because they get intimidated by all of this and so this is the simplest explanation that i could give this is not the only way to do it and this is certainly yeah. not the right way to do it it is one way that i recommend most people to do that's true even uh, when i told you dude like at starting i told right the experience i had with my friend that's what happened like uh, initially like when you're trying for a job or anything when you tell that i'm ready to do it for a less cost like i'm don't take much payment or you try to do it for free also she was hired as a instagram like she has to make creatives for them and like she made she did like a very amazing job and they were like uh, they had a digital marketing agency with them so they do have clients right they recommended those clients to her and she started oh getting referrals <laughs> yeah referrals are a great way to get them. yeah man like 5000 she used to get at starting and now she is getting like 3000 again and in the same way she's just making like not just yeah she's making creatives and like she for every creative like 30 posts or 40 posts every month which makes her to do two posts a day and she's earning around like 8000 to 10000 a month and she just started up like two months back that is that is great and that yeah. shows you the power of you know being open and willing to put in the work as i said yeah. it all really comes down to that to be honest yeah dude like even when we are we were hiring people one thing that we actually notice is that uh, we do get a lot of applicants right we do give like few questions and what portfolio they give we got like yeah. very huge digital marketing uh, like you know the team they were just applying to uh, applying to us telling that i did this course from upgrad and this and that but in all this jazz we got a mail and like we got a mail where they actually gave us a proposal that your company is this what you need to do is this yeah. and they told that what can i do for you and literally he told stuff that we already know but the way he gave us the pdf having our name at top and all that stuff that one eliminated like 200 uh, to 250 applicants because it felt that this one was researched and those were just like one of many companies they were applying and we hired that yeah, person you know what they say go yeah. the extra mile it's never crowded there yeah so that guy went the extra mile and wasn't crowded there at all 
Yeah, and dude, I'm telling you, startups. The best thing about startup is not the company, but the founder. Like the people, you will be in the initial team, so they will give you as many referrals as they can. And when you try to give free advice, free stuff, they are going to come their way to help you out, and you will be in a great way set. And okay. yeah, man, I had this doubt. Like I wanted to ask you, what is about the course that you you have students about? Like, what is that journey yeah, going on? So when did you start it? I I started the course in um I think it was July this year it oh. it went on pre-order in July and I think it 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 was released on August yeah, yeah in August so that's when we released the course and um so it's basically it's called CWC content writing catalyst yeah. so the idea of the course is that I help people market themselves as freelancers So it goes into these really advanced techniques of mm. how can you find better work, and so you know all of these things like a job proposal and all. I I have like separate twenty minute classes on like a single paragraph in the job proposal yeah. explaining you all the science and all the psychology and all the copywriting yeah. techniques of how you can do that. Then there's like um, you get my own job proposals basically like yeah. you get these templates. within the course and then you know there there's de- there are detailed classes on like creating your uh, freelance portfolio website down to like every single page what is the copy that you need to write how will you write the sales sequence how will you position it what theme should you choose and you know recommended themes obviously there's a wide array that you could choose yeah. and basically going into all these advanced techniques and then you know these big platforms going into yeah. detail on them how to grow because you know I'm I'm a top rated freelancer on Upwork But I don't really like to work on Upwork, which is a, a completely separate discussion in itself. Most yeah. of my work is outside of the platform through direct contacts. Uh, but I, I am top rated on Upwork, been top rated for over a year now, and so you know I teach people how was I able to do that, and and I teach them how to scale their business. So it's that sort of a course. You yeah. know, it's content writing catalyst, so it doesn't teach you content writing per se. Mm. It teaches you how to market yourself as a content writer. And I know the reason why we call it Catalyst is the the stuff that you could actually like yeah. eventually learn in like a year or two years. We just give it to you, and you will be ready in a month. So it's yeah. a Catalyst. It in, in it increases the the rate of the process basically. Wow! So all your learnings from the the moment you wrote that sixty thousand word book. to right now everything is made into yeah. that course it's 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 all in that course with like with like with insane content because here's the thing um it's not just about like whenever yeah. you are a content creator you would get it yeah. whenever we're creating content right we have to look at a lot of different things yeah we have to look at all right i'm going to create content on this topic is anybody going to see this are people actively looking for this because you're you're working for a different audience there it's an yeah. open audience it's like you're going out into the ground yeah. and you have to like there are like thousands of people and you have to attract those people towards you yeah right and so and then there are like a million other people just like you who are trying to attract those same people yeah. that's a different kind of audience in this type of situation where somebody has bought a course is in a closed community has spent money and said i want to learn this that is a different kind of audience right True. it's like a closed group of people like it's a room where people decided that they want to be in the room 
Yeah. And so now you don't really need to attract them anymore towards you. You don't need to create this content that these people are searching for. You can actually create the content that these people didn't know they needed. Yeah. Like if you actually went and shout the same thing outside in those thousands and millions of people, yeah. they would have never heard you. But now you have the opportunity and the ability to do that because this is a different animal in itself. This this closed community thing is a different thing. And so in the course, we are able to go into things that if I would create a YouTube video on, nobody would watch. But these are the things that like the actual pro things yeah. that need to be learned if you want to scale to to the yeah. level that I that I have. I'm not saying you you wouldn't be able to do that if you don't, but. It's just something that has really helped me, and um, I mean, there are a lot of content writers out there, right? And when we say content writing, people don't particularly think it's the most highest-paying job out there. True. This is like this course, and even all of my content that is out there. It is like my effort to explain to you why I am able to make the money that I am, and why others. Who are equally as good as me, at times better than me. Why aren't they able to make that amount of money? It's all about your positioning, your professionalism. It's all about how you're able to present yourself yeah. as a professional, and that's, that's what support. What the course is all about. Yeah, man. Uh, I I just have one word to like the the content that I can see in the YouTube channel itself is like an insane, realistic. content it means if they are paying for you i can imagine the level of effort and how much output they can actually get <laughs> i i mean i i've tried my level best that we can you know because the thing is if if you're getting really high quality free content yeah. then the paid content needs to be even better yeah that's right? what yeah so that that course i spent a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of time in creating that course mm-hmm. and and i'm pretty happy with how it turned out actually yeah of course dude because like the effort that you put in like the time when you started out dude like 16 writing a book insane i used to write like stupid captions in my facebook posts <laughs> your book <laughs> it's insane dude like i can understand the level of you know the subject or the content that you could put in that course and i recommend anyone to buy it because the moment i look at your youtube videos because i've been watching i've been on youtube videos i look at the freelance stuff but since i am also a content creator and i do know like i have been like right now i'm working like three different companies so i know what actually is real and what is not you know that doesn't really work out yeah. but when i looked at your content when you told that you know that's all about the extra advice you give the professionalism the word you spoke there are times when i spoke to like even my partner who spoke to like digital marketers and since we are like 20 year like 21 they were like yaar and stuff and yeah, exactly oh god <laughs> i hate that i absolutely hate when people do that yeah like The thing is, the frame that we are operating, like the first call you got on with me, how can you like? Of course, it's cool. Like you should have some yeah. friendship between, but there is a after some time, after some rapport, you can get along that. But what you told everything, like I could relate to it, and I can actually tell it because as a startup, whenever we hire, like uh, being a part of like two companies and one company where I did internship, that was like established four years company. So what you told was exactly true. 
like what we look for in applic- yeah. applicants is the talent or like you know, the new ideas the creativity and the way you told right i am just telling you this up front and the way you conveyed it to the content you know the blog where you were a manager of that's really important because uh, there were times when people would come to us and tell that we have an online store they would be like the prices are kind of high at that point of time we really could get messed up because you know the reason it's yeah. high is because because they don't know the target audience that you're after yeah right? they don't there know could be a, a wide array of reasons why you have high prices yeah. that's not really you know obviously you cut down the prices you you start working on volumes and so the volumes go up yeah this is a completely different discussion actually but recently there was this yeah. uh, company uh that we were we were having a discussion and they were talking about this stuff like you know they want to create products you want to create them at this xyz lower price so that more people can buy it and i explained to them the dynamics of how yeah. you know if there's a premium product and less people are buying it yeah. that's actually better because there are lesser logistics to deal with there's lesser amount lesser amount of effort that you have to put into like everything yeah. versus where we have a, a cheap product not a cheap product but a, a product that costs yeah. less more people are buying it and so there is more customer service that needs to be done yeah. there are more parcels that need to be shipped dude cost there price dude like we have to pay the taxes we have to pay the for the website yeah. hosting and everything the moment and we have to pay the salaries and that's the reason the what I, the point i'm trying to tell is the way we convey it in a professional and also way that i'm just bringing out to this when a person does that in that way the partner or you know the management would see that this guy is professional and this person is telling me in a way that they want to be heard yeah. and they are putting an extra effort that's get noticed and i'm pretty sure that they would easily be in the higher positions too so like i think also, we all i think the audio yeah just messed up a bit i'm not sure if it's on my end or yours i guess dude it's fine like it's it's fine now yeah it's fine it's fine i could i could see the audio thing in my too it's fine yeah, that's perfect yeah so i mean it was on your end so if it looks fine it looks fine <laughs> so yeah yeah so we had like insane right we spoke a lot of a lot about <laughs> different yeah, stuff the way i like th- this is why i have when i start <laughs> speaking you know i really have to look down at the clock and be like oh wow this is how how much time it has yeah. been since <laughs> i've been speaking but yeah. me, it was it was amazing yeah man thanks a lot of fun actually yeah me too man same here and anyone like i would leave all your handles below in the description and everywhere and i guess all my subscribers like they're not many but still i, I would actually want everyone to go sub hey, thing is when I, i just told you when i started <laughs> i had no subscribers Yeah. I mean I I did have subscribers I had a few but nobody really watched those videos. Yeah. But I mean I I'm I'm sure if if you keep creating the content that you're creating and stay true to it I'm sure you will find great success in the future. And then people will come back here <laughs> on this show and and they'll be like you know Khalil came here <laughs> on the first episode. Yeah. You know I'll I'll uh, maybe I'll be remembered as the guy who came on the first episode of this big gigantic show. <laughs> Thanks man. You know even my plan was that even the Khalil becomes famous the first podcast the video podcast at least he did was in talk of thought so automatically I would get famous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean I, I I don't know if I'm famous or something but I I hope yeah. that you know whatever um you know people yeah. who, who follow me 
yeah. would eventually come and and find this podcast i'm sure the content that you have planned out is yeah. is fantastic thanks man like even like the the reason that i really like you the reason i really like your content and the in the, in this less time i was able to resonate and i was able to talk to you was because first thing is you're being consistent dude like you know when you told that right from the start you wrote a book and then even people told that it's fine on 10 and still you are ready to maintain that craft 60000 words people just leave it on like the first two try yeah doesn't happen like you have to keep trying trying because like if you try for 4 years like you have been trying for like you know 4 or 5 years and now you're making a very decent amount and still you're studying so i get the consistency and the way of professionalism or like the way you talk everything is pretty charismatic so thanks man <laughs> thanks. really appreciate it yeah so i guess you would really grow dude and yeah that's all i have and thanks for coming in the podcast hope we will do more episodes and i'm telling you if we don't come i have the book that you're going to send me that will be out in public <laughs> i i will for sure uh try my best to make time for that podcast yeah uh, we will do it in hindi like we just yeah, made plan it's on recording it will go and <laughs> and everyone who right. came thanks for watching we made like more than 2 hours dude like yeah 2 hours we made a podcast oh wow that is a lot of time if like like listen to me if you're still watching you you do you need a like <laughs> <laughs> no, really appreciate you. So, I really appreciate watching for like two hours. I and and I hope that the content that we've created was helpful for you. Yeah, man. Of course. Thanks for coming, dude. Like, thanks, Khalil, for doing this, and thanks everyone for watching. And like, you know, I do know. Like, I have interrupted you way too many times, and sorry for that. I do. I'm telling you. It's, it's like the thing is, I I detract a lot, so I yeah. need a person who who can tell. Hey, this is what we're talking about. Mm. Come back. <laughs> So <laughs> people are here to listen to you like I mean like stopping dude let me tell you when i started the podcast the only thing my friends told me was dude you you, you only talk you don't let the opposite person talk how can you do this yeah, yeah. Being a, like being a host is difficult especially when like for a person like me who who's used to speaking on his channel I, a lot of times i think about starting a podcast and all and a lot of people have been saying that to me as well it's just that i i don't have that much time yeah. to be to be able to create a new project right now yeah. and so i i want to make sure that i can like create a lot of episodes and then put them out there yeah. uh, and not stop in the middle and so that's why i haven't been doing it but i feel like for a person like me it's it's going to be very difficult as you said because yeah. you have to just ask the right question and often times you let the other person speak for a very long time yeah. and without interrupting and all yeah and i i mean but i think you did a fantastic job thanks man i'm uh, like dude the only thing i could tell you that if you want to start a podcast it would be really good like dude come on man you you will do an insane good job so we have made two announcements you're going to come to my second hindi podcast too and you're going to start a podcast and hope i will be a guest at one point of time in that podcast yeah and yeah i mean definitely man yeah, sure. yeah. Sure. i'm just making this up and this will be on live <laughs> so that in future you can't no uh, <laughs> yeah man thanks for and everyone thanks for watching and thanks for coming dude like thanks